Welcome to A Better HR Business, the podcast that looks at how HR consultants and HR tech firms grow their businesses and how they help their employers to get the best out of their people. Remember, for show notes and downloads, go to www.getmorehrclients.com forward slash podcast. That's getmorehrclients.com forward slash podcast. Okay, let's get started. Okay, welcome to today's show. I'm joined by David Thomas, an HR consultant. Uh, hi, David. Thank you very much for joining us today. Hi, Ben. So what we're going to do is just work through a few quick questions about your business and your, your background and just get a few ideas on the world of HR consulting. So if it's all right with you, we'll kick on. That's fine with me. Very good. So do you want to give us a quick sense of your background and how you got into HR consulting? Yeah, I uh, was a line manager really for, for most of my career. When I moved into HR probably 20 years ago now, I you know, worked for various companies. And then after I left my last position, basically I just decided to give it a go on my own. Was that an exciting moment or a scary moment? Or? Yeah, it, it was odd. I didn't um, sort of really plan. I've always thought that it might be something to, to give a go. And I'm mistakenly, I thought it would be nice and easy. Um, <laughs> but um, you know, so after I left my last position, I looked around, I couldn't really find what I wanted that would fit my, mother, my lifestyle and uh, what I wanted, uh, my work-life balance. And yeah, I decided to give it a go. Yeah, common story. So what, what kind of consulting did you end up uh, moving into and who are your ideal clients? I've been fortunate enough to most of my HR work has been generalists and I've I might just, you know, you pick up specialisms and you gain greater experience in some areas than the other, but it's always been a very generalist HR. So I felt quite confident yeah. I could cover most, you know, most HR and also add in the, the training, which a lot of consultants either don't like doing or don't feel skilled enough to do. In fact, you know, if you'd asked me 10 years ago and I would have said, oh, I don't like training, I don't like doing it. If it was only when I stopped doing the training side of it, I realized actually I really did and I think I have got a bit of a forte for it and uh, particularly designing mm. my own training. So... I wanted to do that as well. So I think that differentiates me a little bit from uh, from other consultants. And uh, yeah, so, you know, I'm very generous. I'm, I'm happy to, I feel experienced enough and, and also I'm qualifications as well. So I feel there's not much I can't touch on uh, or have a, a reasonable knowledge of to be able to help or advise and certainly signpost if necessary. Okay. And what about geographic location? Any particular focus for you? Yeah, another interesting question because you know, I live down in the, in the southwest of England and um, it's not, it's quite quiet down here in terms of industry and business. And I thought, oh, yeah, there'll be plenty of people needing HR. And I think there are plenty of people needing HR, but a lot of them either don't want to, can't be bothered, can't afford it, whatever reasons there might be. So I am up against it in terms of the area I live in. So I do have to spread my wings a little bit. And, you know, I've, I've had, you know, that I have been occasionally working in London because I've you know, got a, bit, a little bit of work up there, mm-hmm. delivering training, you know, certainly within you know, 50 to 100 miles of, of where I live. And I've got a few clients who I can deal with over the phone or email, so I don't necessarily need to be there. But it's been a lot more widespread than I would have expected it to be. Right, okay. So if someone was going to refer a client to you, it's particular counties or what's the... I, I, to be honest, if they're happy with... I mean, you know, the, the, the basics are um, I can advise uh, anyone over the phone, Skype, email, um, and I can do most of what I need to do over the phone or, or you know, through IT. If they want to... Yeah. You know, visit. I would just say, look, I'm happy to visit, but it's going to be a cost to you for that. I'm not, you know, going to spend my. You know, yep. it's going to be fifty, sixty quid in travel. We, you know, just to come and and you know, hundred hundred fifty quid. So, um, you know, it, it, it's all relative. But um, you know, I do have clients um, quite a way off, but they know if they need me to come to their offices, there's going to be a, a travel cost involved, and, and they're all happy with that because generally that's only very occasionally. Sure. Okay. 
Sorry, I just had a little flashback to when I lived in Australia and went from one side of the country to another mm. for a 40 hour, 45 minute meeting with an angry yeah. union member or union organizer. So. <laughs> exactly. I mean, you know, I think the only reason you tend to get people from further afield is you're personally recommended, which is always good because people do like that, of course. Um, yeah, right. You know, but one of the things I think I offer it is that personal touch, you know, to sit down with someone over a coffee, really talking it through, really, you know, given the, these are the real options because I'm not one of the HR people that say we've got to do it this way or that way. This is, I say, look, this is your business. These are your options. These are your risks. And really that face-to-face contact is, and a lot of people around here like that, like that. Mm, absolutely. I'm starting to find that in terms of the difference between a smaller or independent HR consultancies versus the, the large, I don't know, corporate types. That there's that more personal interaction or there's the, at the other end, there's the, to the corporate line so that's interesting that you know you sit down you have those conversations and keep, yeah, keep absolutely it and a, a lot of the sort of the bigger companies you can do very well don't get me wrong you know if, for example they produce a contract for you as a an employer they'll send it through to you but it'll be very generic you'll have to put lots of bits in you know fill in where mm-hmm. i'll do that for you because i know the business and the people and i'll say you know right what holiday scheme do you want and we'll put that in as they want it Whereas a bigger company, we just send them something. We you've got to fill that bit in yourself. Yeah, right. Okay. Um. So, what was what were some of the good and bad things about making the move from the corporate world to becoming an independent HR consultant? Well, the regular income and the guaranteed income is, is the big, big thing. Um, yeah. You know, it, it's an obvious thing, but I, I think you know, I was a little bit delusional. I thought I'd soon get, you know, a dozen or so customers who would pay me a. Hundred or a couple of hundred pound a month just to be their HR consultant. They're quite difficult to get. Um, so you know, and I've I've got a nice little job going with, as I mentioned, the uh, you know works with the NHS in London. I've got a little bit of project work for them. It's, it's, it's great, um, just the sort of work I like. But once I've finished it, you know, what's next? You hope things sure, will lead yeah. on to, to to other things, but you, you just don't know. So you know that the money side of it is. Um, you have to be prepared to have a bit of insecurity and you know, maybe look at other avenues where you can get something regular as well. So you, you know, you're in a secure position. Yeah. Um, what are your thoughts on smoothing out cash flow by either systemizing services or pro- productizing your knowledge, you know, with either retainers or products or selling uh, templates? Or- uh, retainers are obviously the best way to go because then you've got an income, you know, you could, um, you know, most retainers between 100 to 200 pound a month, depending on the size of the organization. Um, you know, if you can get seven, eight of those, you're in a very good position. Um, but you know, you also, you have to be careful with those. A lot, some consultants don't like to use those retainers. They'd rather charge people for what they deliver. And, you know, I, I, I think a mixture of, of the two for me is, is quite good. Um, but a lot of, a lot of companies, and particularly in the area I live in, and the smaller companies, you know, they'll say, well, they don't need a re- people on a return. They don't need to spend £100 a month because they only want you now and again. And sometimes yeah. it'll even out. You, sometimes you'll get as much money out of them if you were on a retainer. Um, but, you know, they, they don't want to commit to that. So, yeah, that, that is that is how to smooth out the cash flow. And it's another option, you know, advice I give yeah. to, to newer people going new into the business, you know, don't be proud. You know, maybe sign up yourself a little part-time job in a bar or something like that. Just give yourself security, give yourself a bit of structure. Um, yeah. Especially if you want to do like an evening job, um, so that that you know that frees you up in the day. But you know, there's nothing worse than 
be in a position where you've got nothing lined up in HR for three or four weeks and started to panic because you haven't got any income. Um, whereas if you've got something on the side, you know, well, at least I've got that as a, as a backup. And, you, you know, as your business builds, you can move away from that. Yeah, yeah. And and how would you define a retainer? Is that just call me anytime or is yeah. there a set work piece or how does it work? I mean, I like to offer value for money. Um, and much as I like retainers, uh, I do like to you know, also see, you know, so for example, if I said, okay, you know, it's £150 a month for be on retainer, look after your workforce, 30, 40 people. Um, yes, emails, call me anytime. You want a letter, I'll do a letter. You want, um, uh, you know, uh, yeah, letter or contract looked at or, okay. or whatever. But also uh, as part of that, I will say, well, you know, would you like me to have a look through policies and do some updates? So I'm actually, which could be seen as a separate, you know, that's a little bit more than your everyday HR advice, but I'm also helping them to build and prepare their business for the future. I'd rather help them with that work so we don't have issues going forward because we've done the, the groundwork, if you like, than just saying, well, I've got a retainer and if you want something else more complicated, that's more money. Right, okay. That makes sense. Um, if I turn to the actual going into a company and doing the work, have you ever gone in um, for a small piece of consulting work and then ended up doing something larger or longer? And how did that come about? And is that something you could replicate? Uh, absolutely. That is, is a really good point. Um, and I think that will always be part of uh, the way that I work. Is you know, You've got to uh, be prepared to go in for a bit of work, have a small and then look to build on it. Now, some consultants, and I know there are consultants in the area who are unfortunately renowned for this, can be quite pushy. And, and because they're, you know, it's all about more of a corporate sort of business, they are, yeah, they get the foot in the door to do a contract, but then they're saying, well, can we train your people? Can we do this? Can we do that? Uh, and it can be quite pushy. I, I wouldn't be like that, but I do also let people know what, I, what else I can yeah. do. So, yeah, it, it, to be honest, that's the, the way that you build your business. Um, very very rarely have I gone in and just done one small bit of work. It's normally once you've done one piece, oh, I wouldn't mind this as well. Smaller businesses may only want that second or third bit of work, but others you can keep going back and they'll keep calling you up every so often. Yeah, but once they know and trust you, you're on speed dial if they need you. Exactly, and that's happened a lot for me. Okay, that's good. So how did you get your first few clients and, and how has that evolved? Uh, yeah, probably an interesting question, actually, um, because uh, when I first went to consultancy, I um, you know, was thinking about it. I was talking to a friend who ran a financial, always involved a director of financial services company. So, oh, yeah, we really need someone like you. And I thought, well, that's good. I could get there and that would be my first customer and I thought I'd give it a go. <laughs> so they were going to be my first customer. And um, they are eventually a customer, but I had to wait about nearly 18 months before they, they came on oh, board wow. in the end. So there was discussions in it. And in, very interestingly, it took something to go wrong in the workplace when they actually then really needed me. And then now I'm their HR consultant and I'm on a retainer and everything with them. So uh-huh. a bit of an interesting aside there. But um, I think your question was my yeah. first customer. Really. I mean, what I did was I got some business cards and, and really I just went around the area, giving out my business cards to companies and, um, leaving them with them and I'm hoping a lot of those business cards are still out there because I believe some men are still <laughs> going to need me at some point it just hasn't got to that point yet um, but can I just ask yeah. did you just walk in the door and yeah. say hello or what did yeah. you do yeah. did you okay yeah, I mean there's mainly smaller businesses these are, and the other thing yeah. I, I did of course as well is uh, when I'm out and about in, in you know, shopping drinking eating whatever uh, I've got my cards with me 
And if you happen to talk to the manager, you say, oh, yeah, what do you do for HR? <laughs> and you, you give your card out. Anybody new? Any new and businesses? Uh, sorry? Yeah. Does that pay off? Yeah, I, I mean, it, it certainly has done. I mean, there was one actually, a client who me yesterday and uh, was asked me to do another little bit of work for them. Um, I just, I knew that they'd, it was a, like a little craft center with a restaurant and cafe and uh, that yeah. they had a better refit. I knew they had new managers and everything. So when I was up there, I just said, oh, you know, I'm a local HR consultant, you know, do you need, you know, you're right for HR. And he said, oh, he said, it's a pity. Um, I've just done all my uh, contracts and everything. I, you know, got a large organization. He said, uh, they were very good. He said, but I really prefer someone local. So I'll take your card. It was about six months later. And then I got a card and, you know, he, sorry, he gave me a call and I've done a fair bit of work for him now. And again, that's a real good example because he wants the person that's just going to roll up and sit down and have a coffee with him yeah. and talk it through. Nice. Well done. Because it does take bravery to do that sometimes. It does. I do the old, uh, you know, nerves can come in a little bit. It's interesting. You're, you're just telling them what you do. Yeah. But I think it, it's that bit of pushiness, isn't it? You feel like you're pushing yourself or promoting yourself. And it doesn't come naturally yeah. to me. And I think a lot of people are like that. Yeah. yeah it's interesting. I guess you're you're trying to help them make a better place and a better business yeah i know one of my colleagues a friend of mine who is just a slightly different business and he doesn't give out business cards he works on the other approach of um he'll engage people in conversation and he'll take their business and say when you give me a business card i'll drop your line about that or or, or whatever and i mm. think that's quite an interesting approach and i just sometimes think you know in the right circumstances i should try that it reminds me of, of a phrase I've, I've used at trade shows and things in the past. It's, you know, you, you, you give them a little bit of information, or whatever, and they might be interested. And you say, well, I could, I could tell you a lot more detail, but maybe it's just easier for me to send you some details. And then, you know, if you've got your, your email there. Yeah. And then they get permission to do that. So, yeah, that's a good tip. Um, okay. Um, so I'll just add something else yeah, to be- on, on that oh, yes. point. I just, um, I find it very interesting through the networking. I know we haven't really talked much about networking, but the number of people mm. who cards, people who give me their cards, and I'll email them just little things like, good to meet you the other day, you know, don't yeah. hesitate to give me a call. I have very few responses I get. Very few. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that doesn't help them. No, and you, you know, all you just, you know, all you want is a thanks for the email. Yeah, I'll bear it in mind or something. But there you go. Kind of just basic manners, really. Well, isn't it, it is. It is. And these are often, uh, um, you know, um, people you've had sat and maybe had breakfast with or had a chat, and you think, well, I wasn't that bad, was I? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Um, it, it's, I 100% agree that if they not just do the manners side of things, but the, there's another contact who knows a little bit about your business and you've spoken, so you've obviously talked about what you can offer a business. Uh, exactly. And how, you've asked how you can help them. Yep. And, you know, they're in obviously uh, the business that they're always selling their own products. And, you know, yeah. I could be a future customer. I could have, you know, might pass on the details to someone. And, yeah, um, it does surprise me. But that's their business, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Um, and what about in terms of um, finding clients, marketing? How's that evolved since the, the first hustle? It's an interesting concept because I'm really getting to feel that, I need the personal recommendations. I think very few people are going to just go to a website and say, oh, yeah, this is the uh, who I want. I, I think it's going to be 
someone's going to phone up and say, oh, someone's passed on my details or you know, mention your name or, or, or whatever. So I do need that personal yeah. recommendation. But as I said to one of my clients, Tommy, the other day, he says, if you've had HR problems, you don't go around shouting about it. So quite <laughs> rightly. So unless, you know, people just happen to be in a conversation and said, oh, I'm looking for someone HR. They said, oh, no, I know someone. Um, you're not like just, you know, get up someone, oh, I'll tell you what, you know, I have some HR issues. This guy really helped me because you're then admitting that you, you've had problems in your own organization. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think the word of mouth is a big thing for me. I think... You know, a lot of people where I've left um, my, my car, my business car, my leaflets, whatever, I think eventually, you know, may come back to me because when they need me. And also it's just yeah. getting out there and, and being known, known locally through businesses, through the bit of work you do, through networking, going to business breakfasts, different events. I'm just going to be patient. Yeah. What about the online stuff like LinkedIn? What are your thoughts on LinkedIn? Yeah, I'm, you know, I, I've... I've think i've learned some things from uh, various people um you know marketing people the sort of people you meet in the business breakfast i think linkedin yeah. is probably the where i need to to go now maybe doing some posts on there uh i put my phone i need to you know get more active i do a lot on twitter a fair bit on twitter but i don't think it's really mm -hmm. doing me a lot of good but again there's there's quite a few people that you keep regularly interacting with so you, again i'm known out there and i, I don't want to drop that but I think if I'm really going to be pushing, no. I think I would use LinkedIn. Okay. But I like the fact that you're thinking about it and being sort of thorough, not just jumping into stuff as opposed to the people who go, oh, I, I need to get on Snapchat or Instagram or whatever because I'm sure I could do some nice pictures and things, but that's not where the clients are. So, no, you're being systematic about it. That's good. Um, all right. Well, just to, to sort of head towards winding up, the I'd like to ask you about the HR industry. It's, you know, it's con continues to evolve what sort of changes and challenges do you see and how should hr professionals and or employers you know, face these challenges yeah an interesting question i mean you know although i've not had 20 years in hr but been a line manager before that I've, I've seen you know a movement from certainly in the industry i was in with the retail industry where very heavy hr presence in insights to less and less more specialisms coming in um, as well as seeing a various evolving of um, the, the industry, you know, by the whole the way we work in, in sense, you know, um, diversity, for example, is a bigger issue now. Social networking is a massive issue, and these were very different challenges. Um, there was also a lot more focus on, you know, helping people in the workplace. So, for example, um, you know, you've got a great focus on well-being, which is fantastic. But if you go back thirty years. You know, all your factories, all your shops, all your industries, they would have some sort of occupational help on the site. They'd probably have a nurse coming in once a week to be able to advise people. So, you know, we massive evolving, but you just need to be where, where we are now. There's no point in trying to – and things are circles. Things are often work in circles, and they come round and round. But you've got to work where you are. So, you know, look at the current trends. Look at where the – how things operate now and try to replicate that. I wouldn't be trying to offer something too different. You know, very much a business partnering model now. I think, you know, it's a fantastic way of working. And I'd say that is, in a sense, how my consultancy works in the sense of, you know, I go out to work alongside the leader to really be their critical friend to try to really help them with their business. And, and I would say, to, you know, to, you know, that's the way that most organizations operate now. And, and if they aren't yet, they will do soon, no doubt. And I guess anyone going to consultancy 
um, I would suggest look at that, look at look at what the models are, and just be able to adapt to, as we go along. Have I covered all that question? You have, and covered it Thank well. You. Um, <laughs> so, second last question: any any tips or uh, on interesting people, websites, tools, podcasts, whatever that um, HR businesses should check out to grow faster, become better? Uh, yeah, you you want to keep your abreast of ACAS. ACAS is the it's the government uh, website uh, or government sponsored uh, organisation, um, and you know they set the standards. You know they're great advice on there. They have some some really good resources. They do run courses and, and, and things. That, which you know could come at a cost, but ACAS is always um, a really good place to go. Um, you don't go far wrong if if you do, you know if someone said to me, "I want to get my HR covered, but I don't want to employ you." Where would you suggest I go? I'd probably send them to ACAS site. CIPD, you know, most HR professionals are members of the CIPD. Certainly should be. Um, you certainly should have qualific- your qualifications, even the basic ones, to be able to you know to to help. Certainly, as an independent consultant, and there's again some great advice from resources. They've even got um, employment law helplines to, to help consultants like myself. So, you know, that's a good thing to, yeah. to do. After that, you know, I, I think like most people, we do a lot of googling. There's some, some good stuff out there. Being able to s- discern the good stuff yeah. is the key thing, though, because you can easily get taken down the wrong track. Um, but find a source you like. I mean, I've got one particular. Um, employment lawyer who, who sends out a weekly bulletin, keep me up to date on case law. Uh, I really like him. I feel I can trust him, so I, I, I read that, and that keeps me up to date, along with the ACAS and CIBD stuff. So find someone you can trust. And what's, what's his name? Sorry? What's his name? Or how would people find um, him? Yeah, his uh, name is Simon Robinson. Um, I'm sure if you Google, uh-huh. and he's on things on LinkedIn and uh, uh, and Twitter. Um but yeah, he does. Okay. A, he's got his own. Ralph Robinson is his name of his organisation. Um, I can't right. remember how I came across him. I think I think someone. I think it was through LinkedIn. Actually, he you got one of these invites. You know, you share connections and said you like to. Yeah. Um, would you like to um, get my email update, weekly update? So I thought I'd give it a go because you wanted to subscribe to these things. And um, no, I found it really good. Uh, so yeah, Simon mm-hmm. Robinson, Ralph Robinson. I'm sure. Uh, People can find that either they Google it or certainly LinkedIn. Um, but yeah, he, he he's very good. There are others out there. Um, you know, I like the mixture; it's quite light as well as um, got the serious stuff in there, and he puts a little bit of commentary on. You can spend your life reading and, and resourcing, but I, I think yeah. it's you know if you had a particular interest in a particular area, then that's when you need to find you know, something that's really helpful. Something like NLP, for example, I found that quite an interesting area and I've read a lot so I, I found yeah. an author I liked uh, read a book read a few other resources so yeah Who, who's that? Uh, there was some, someone called Sue Knight um, wrote a really good book so Sue I read Knight. some of her resources but there's other stuff as well so I, I, I like yeah. to mix things up get a few insights and my, take my own views yeah that's a great way to be and uh, on the Simon Robinson thing there's a there's a nice example of, of uh, LinkedIn marketing Absolutely, yeah. I mean, he, he's he's based up in Manchester. If he was more local, I think I'd be uh, looking to use him when you know there are occasions when I need to have an employment or involved in any of my cases. Um, but yeah. uh, you know, I, I certainly feel there's someone there that, and you know, they run some webinars and things. So I think a lot of a lot of legal companies do offer things like webinars, employment or updates. So again, if you can find somebody local that offer those resources. Uh, as a consultant, take advantage of them. 
Yeah, makes good sense. Look, we've come to the end of the road here, so you've covered some really good stuff, so thank you very much. What if people want to refer clients to you or find out more and get in touch to work with you? How best to do that? Yeah, to buy, contact me by you know, through my website or, or my email. My, my website is www.dthrsolutions.co.uk and you know, my email is the same. It's david at dthrsolutions.co.uk. Hopefully, they'll be able to find you if you just Google them on Twitter, on LinkedIn, David Thomas on, on LinkedIn. Any of those ways, more than happy to, to make contact. Particularly, if you've got any questions about anything I've said today, you know, don't feel you have to come to me just because you want to. Great if you want to be a customer, but uh, I just wanted to put advice or ask yeah. further details, more than happy. I like it. All right. Well, thank you very much, David. I've really enjoyed talking to you today. Thank you very much, Ben. Good to talk to you as well. Thanks, then. Bye bye. Thanks for joining us today on A Better HR Business, the podcast that explores the world of HR consulting and HR tech businesses. For show notes and downloads, go to www.getmorehrclients.com forward slash podcast. That's getmorehrclients.com forward slash podcast. Remember to subscribe and share the show with any friends who are busy growing a HR business. Thanks and see you next time.